0: Well, welcome to another podcast. Um, Today's just you and me, um, a very spontaneous podcast.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's uh, about midnight here in Sweden, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna gonna wing it. I still have questions from the listeners that you have you can answer, and I also have some myself that have been coming up during the week. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, right. unless you have something to add, I think we'll just dive into it.
2: No, I think we can just dive directly into it and, and see how it goes.
0: Cool. Well, I have uh, had a great couple of weeks. I've been playing playing rock shows with the band, which is doing what I love. Um, and uh, my, I can just feel how I'm getting more energy and how I'm seeing the world differently just by doing things that I just love doing. And <clears throat> you've been writing... It like, it was quite a while ago, but you were writing about living your purpose and how important it is, especially for a man to be living in his purpose. And uh, I, don't, I would just hear you to kind of refresh my memory on on um, how important it is and also how a man can find his purpose when he's feeling lost or a woman, of course, as well. Um mm-hmm.
2: I feel the word um, the word purpose I think we we strap a lot of extra weight and extra expectation and extra meaning on it when there doesn't need to be and I think this is why people uh, can struggle so much in finding what they might call or refer to as their purpose where they're looking for this magic thing that just makes life uh, better forever and that they know that they can just keep doing that. Purpose is more of a felt sense than an activity. And we can be purposeful with how we walk in the forest or we can be purposeful with how we spend time with our partner or our lover or your dog or your animal. Um, purposeness, uh, purposefulness for me is always just a choice because our purpose is to be alive to be alive and to go through periods of lovingness because i feel the lesson here more than anything is learning how to exist in a state of unconditional lovingness naturally and i feel first of all animals are one of the best teachers because they are they're different to us in a way where most animals are in no way ever compromised because they don't have the thought processes and the consciousness and the ways that we have it so they remain purposeful in every moment everything an animal does is of purpose uh, but because we got a brain and we can think which is a blessing uh, it's also a curse because it can pull us out of our naturalness so when people come looking for their purpose or they pose that question to me i'm always more Interested in inviting them into doing what makes them feel good. And, you know, that uh, age-old saying, which is follow your bliss. Really following whatever it is that makes you feel good inside is uh, obviously with some intelligence behind it because you don't want to be smoking crack all day. Crack might feel good, but it's probably uh, not going to be of support to your life in the long run. So it's also about... Uh, using a sense of maturity uh, and common sense and intelligence around what we what we move towards. But one of the quickest ways to have life just unfold in a very abundant manner is to begin two things. The first is to stop compromising oneself and getting wrapped up in and doing things that one does not want to do or things that is actually harming the individual. And the second thing is to always move in the direction of what feels good because our purpose here is to be of aliveness. Everything else that we do is just an add-on to that. Now, this is just my way of communicating it. You know, this isn't the Bible, as I said last week. You can take what I take in whatever way you feel to. But in my experience, of really trying to figure my life out and just life in general and seeing it moving through hundreds and thousands of people that I've worked with over the past 10 years, it's become very apparent that the more simple we become and the more we just move in directions that feel good to us, the more meaning our life starts to have. And the also, uh, also one of the most powerful things that we can do when it comes to having meaning is actually being able to serve other people, being able to share and give back that is incredibly potent but can we do that in a healthy way where we're not compromising ourselves for another
1: because we're looking after ourselves first so purposefulness is a choice that's how i've come to relate to it
0: <clears throat> yeah nice i love that you added that about serving others because i I don't think I've ever heard you say that. you've been yeah, mostly you're talking about being selfish and, mm-hmm. and coming back to yourself and doing what you want to do. so
2: yeah, because uh, without that you shouldn't serve anybody because <laughs> you'll be useless.:
0: Yeah, so and I, I think that's to, hard to understand uh, for some people. It was for yeah. me at least to, to kind of get that um, you yeah, you have to be selfish first, and then you can when you have enough love for yourself, then you can easily shared with others
2: but we also have to bring a little bit more respect and understanding to the word selfish it's not about taking something from anybody it's just simply about turning inwards and being loving with yourself being generous and compassionate and kind with yourself and then you have all the faculties to to start sharing externally and helping other people because you're full and without your your uh, internal lovingness or being selfish, for use of a better term, we don't have the ability to
1: really uh, assist and to help and to hold other people. Yeah. And if I my, go back? In my experience.
0: Yeah. So the, about the purpose question... Um, you were basically saying that purpose is just being alive. That should be enough for a purpose.
2: Well, we don't get to choose our purpose. Our purpose is given to us. What's an animal's purpose? What's your dog's purpose? What's your cat's purpose? What's the bird's purpose? It's to allow life force to move through it in the way that life force was intended to move through it. It's not about how many TED Talks you do. <laughs> And I feel we we forget the simplisticness in this because we allow our mind to be so programmed and conditioned. Yeah. The purpose is in the aliveness. We must allow purpose move through us rather than trying to figure out what it is. You are your purpose. You are of purpose. You're here, you're alive.
0: Yeah, because I was when I was um, I I've been playing drums for my entire life. I'm just gonna bring this example up to to be able to clarify. Mm-hmm. And when I I I had a very dark place. That's when I met you. And I my body was so torn down that I couldn't play drums. I couldn't exercise. I couldn't do anything because I was just burnt out. And um, when I didn't do that for about two years, I just felt so lost, so depressed, so. No purpose at all. But then when I got energy back and started playing drums, it just like everything came back. And that's, in one way, I feel like, oh, amazing. Now I know what I want to do and what gives me bliss. But in another way, I feel like I'm depending on the drums to make me happy. Um, so what do you think about that? Do you think that I, that it's good maybe to take a step back from that, to be, be able to be happy without doing that? Or is that just stupid? Uh, now yeah, I have this thing that I love, I should just do it as much as I can.
2: My way of approaching everything is first saturation and then learn balance. Learn to balance it after the saturation. So maybe you saturated yourself to the point where you went too far over the lane and now you burnt out and it brought you into some form of physical or spiritual initiation where you were unable to go back to that thing and you needed to not be able to go back to that thing so you could see the value that that action brought to you and also to allow yourself to, to feel better, to get better. And for me, everything, absolutely everything is always deeply on purpose. And when you look back on moments like that, you can find so much meaning after the moment of why it's happening or why it happened. But when you're in it, it really makes no sense and it's just bad and it's horrible and we want to blame everything because of it. I would say that it's not the drums that are your purpose, but it's what, or it's what the drums are, the way that the drums allow you to move. But that you can yeah. clean that in many of the things if you, if you really had to, but you don't have to, <laughs> because you have the drums.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's right. it's not just the drums, it's also the life that it's it giving me, that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm able to live more free, I can travel, I can make money doing something I love. It gives me so much more than just hitting something with my hands
2: <laughs> and at some point that energy will shift and now you'll want to you'll want to have it be a different
1: way and your yeah life will start to look different yeah probably So, I mean,
2: just to clarify it, to simplify it for people, start doing things that make you feel good, and your
1: purpose naturally comes up out of you through that.
0: As it's, it's usual, it's really simple. <laughs>
1: yes.
2: Again, it, it doesn't mean it's easy. It can be some of the most challenging situations that a person is in, but it is simple. But life is not so gentle. It's gentle sometimes. But then other times when you need to be initiated and everything needs to change and you have not been listening to spirit or to yourself, uh, life will come in and push your ass over to have you sit down for a moment so it can reorganize
1: some things. And we need to be open to all of that. But it is simple.
0: Yeah. two things came up in you when you said that um first thing is when um to to make when you are in a state of not um, knowing who you are or where you want to go in life can you because sometimes I feel like for, for me when I just I could just change the perspective of how I saw things and they could look differently just by the by the way I saw them Mm -hmm. and especially when you're depressed and everything is dark and every single human is bad and nothing is good and usually you can't you can't change it just by thinking oh i'm just gonna think positively you know Mm -hmm. that's probably the worst thing you can say to someone who's depressed but but i'm interesting in how how much power does your thoughts and your perspective have on your reality Do, do you like consciously try to to be like what if i look at it this way or you just try always try to be like i'm going to see it for what it is but how do you know if you're really seeing it for what it is when you have all of your um, old habits and emotions coming up
2: well ideally you you do the work to the point where your old habits and patterns you know them very well so if they do ever pop up you're very aware of it immediately and you can you can reorganize it in that moment so they're not leading you Mm -hmm. um for me i'm only interested in seeing what things are i'm not here to try to create anything specific uh with my mind because everything is being created for me everything is being created for us in the way that everything needs to move
1: so i'm not really here trying to control anything if that makes sense in this
2: capacity
0: Yeah, but sometimes I feel like you can, when I've talked to you, you can like, you can make me see things from a different perspective, mm-hmm. um, like if I see something in a negative way, mm-hmm. then you can like, "Well me or is it like this?" when you like see it in a positive way. And, yeah, because neither,
2: neither way is neither way is is true. really. It just is, but we strap yeah. labels and meanings to it and that's what causes our suffering you you choose your life in terms of your meanings your life is going to happen anyway life is going to happen anyway the way it is but your experience of it can be very different based on how you're labeling it and the meaning you're placing on it but ideally you also don't want to be placing meanings on things that are Maybe they're positive. You might see it as, oh, this is a positive affirmation or a positive reinforcement. But you really don't want to be tricking yourself either because if you're saying something that is just in no way true and it's a no way present, then you're detaching from what is even more because of your displeasure with what is. But learning to be with what is is what uh, really quells the suffering. And it allows us to just be content and to be happy in most situations. yeah it's our expectations that that make things difficult and miserable,
0: yeah, yeah, expectations. and I can usually when I have expectations, it never happens. And when I don't expect anything, it happens. Mm-hmm. Like I get all of my best offers and the law of attraction is that everybody keeps talking and reading about. It's just kind of like, for me, it's the opposite when I don't think I'm going to get anything. I get it. Well, kind of like, I don't think that I'm not going to get, it, but I'm not like, I'm not expecting it at all. And then I just get a phone call. And then the amazing thing that I wanted to happen happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it doesn't even feel that special. It's just like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Cause you're like used to that. Uh, you kind of expect. And,
2: and d- this is the key. <laughs> When you're used to it, that's when it has the ability to actually become a constant reality for you. Yeah. Because as soon that, as you, you some see something, if you see something as foreign or strange, or, it's, you put it at too far of a reach from yourself. You push it away with that. I had someone on a, a podcast recently ask me, um, what excites you? They asked me, you know, Chris, what excites you? What do you get excited about? And my response was, nothing if I can help it. (laughs) I in no way want to be excited about anything because it just pushes me away from it. It
1: keeps me at a distance from it. So, Um. you know, I felt uh, that could be applicable to just slip it in here.
0: I actually wrote that down right next to this question. So that's funny that you brought that up. See law of attraction. <laughs> Excitement. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Cause that's something I get excited quite easily and um, quite often. Um, and I, I wanted to, I've never talked to you about that, but I wanted to talk to you about that for a long time that I can feel um, excited about asking you a question or um, I don't know, just, just drinking a cup of tea can make me excited (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) if I'm, if I feel really eager to do it. And, but I feel like excitement can be good. Like in my experience, if you're not, um, what was the word? Um, if you're not, no, not, you are not, not experiencing it. You are, um, God damn it. Um, embodied
2: and grounded excitement (sighs) becomes bliss yeah that is fine that is good that is a benefit but the excitement i'm talking about is the excitement that pulls you up into your body and disconnects you from that thing that you are excited about and it it takes you away from your grounding from your uh Maybe the word safety is wrong, but I'm gonna say it anyway. It disconnects you from your from your safety.
0: Yeah. Isn't this what happens almost always with people trying to get a partner and they get so excited about getting that partner that they end up pushing them away? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and
2: and also why are you so excited about that? Is that not normal for you? (laughs) This is this is the way the universe is functioning. (laughs) the the universe is looking at you going hmm so here i am offering this person this thing which is just it's a thing it's a situation and they're behaving like it's not normal is it not in alignment with them okay then let's remove it
0: yes nail it wow yeah i can see that so clearly in myself and in other people that you're just like what you are is you can just see so clearly when someone doesn't have something, it's because how they are relating to that subject. If it's like when I have trouble with women, it's when I am feeling like ah, oh, I can't, I can't get women, and I'm, and when I get to meet someone, oh my god, I'm gonna meet a woman! Oh, I get like that, and then I end up just never meeting any women. But when I feel like every the opposite way, like I have no problem meeting women, then you mm-hmm. just get more relaxed and and also way better for the women because i can i can be there in a more grounded way Mm -hmm. so
2: yeah excitement is is (laughs) that's a nasty drug that that is seen as being positive and a good thing and people build their life around it if they can uh and i never want to be the party pooper that comes in and says don't be excited (laughs) you know be be bored and don't be happy. That's not what I'm saying. That's the furthest from what I'm saying. I just want to clarify that. Uh, but hopefully it's made sense the way that uh, I am, the way that we have communicated to it.
0: Yeah, I think when I get, ex- when I am excited with things that feel normal to me, that's kind of a different type of excitement. Like when I, when I'm out touring and playing music, that feels so normal to me, but I love it. And I get excited, but not like, Ooh, woo-hoo. i'm so excited more like like a deep sense of just like almost makes me my, my eyes tear because i'm so happy more like just a, a gratitude than excitement i guess and so it's like a yeah. different kind of excitement so yeah anything more you want to add on that topic
1: No,
2: nothing's coming up i feel like that that covers it maybe people will will need clarification on it or maybe they have questions on it or i encourage people to explore it themselves and to feel out really what it feels like in their own body and if it feels like you know what chris is saying here does not sit right with me then beautiful you know you're clear on that and that's fine and i also feel that excitement is. It's more of a feminine quality that actually has the ability to be more grounded and to be more embodied naturally in a, in, a, in a woman, in a female. It has more space. Women have more capacity to actually dance with it and move with it and to be receptive to it in a way that it doesn't compromise her. In many aspects, it actually makes her far more beautiful when she is very open and honest about her uh, excitement in many different ways. It brings up such a beautiful playfulness and a, a childishness, not a childishness, but a child-likeness. And I feel if men want to explore their femininity in a healthy way, then moving into those types of emotions can also be of benefit. But he really needs someone there who is also grounded. To remind him where, where the ground is, because as men, we're not as capable uh, from an energetic uh, systemic structure. We're not as capable as women holding that type of energy in the way that she can hold it. Just this, you know the exact same as women are profoundly more capable of uh, incredibly high levels of orgasmicness in ways that we as men, we kind of top out at a certain level which is very intense and overwhelming for us, but women go like 50 times higher than us. And this is not just something I just created and this. And I'm saying this has been my direct experience of working very deeply with so many women over the years. It's really saying, wow, okay, what she can feel, that is so much greater than me. She has a capacity for so much more of that than me. And that's fine, because that's the way it needs to be. Because as men, we have our own capacity, and that fits us. And it's important for us to stay in alignment with that. And we lose nothing by staying in alignment with that. We don't miss anything, because we're still reaching a very high capacity with ourselves once we do our own work. But just from a, compa- uh, a comparison aspect, that's really what I want to speak to, the fact that the excitation is something that a woman's system or energy system is way more
1: capable of, of circulating and expressing. For men, it tends to knock us over a lot. Yeah. <clears throat>
2: cool and i get that that might be complicated or i also understand that my expression of it may not have been uh totally clear so you know anybody out there please feel free to challenge me on that and to to bring up your own sides of that i'm just doing my best to communicate my experiences and all of that with words and it's quite difficult because I'm not, too, um, I'm not very linguistically skilled, if it works the way I said that. <laughs> so I, I just make do what I got.
0: Yeah, well, I disagree. I think you, I am I'm, no, I'm not going to give you compliments here, but I think you're very good at explaining. Um, but I think the, the hardest part about understanding your stuff is that usually when you, when you find someone like you, or if you need a mentor or, or guidance in life, you're extremely lost yourself. Um, I know I think we've been talking briefly about this, but when I started listening to you, I, it was like you were speaking Chinese. Um, it's like, I didn't get anything. you said,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I still don't get a lot, <laughs> but I get more. And, and it's kind of just realizing how patient you are with everyone. And, uh, and have been with me is also incredible because um, I'm just I'm almost so, in some ways feeling kind of ignorant that I'm not really that I'm now starting to get things that I haven't understood and it's not really understanding what you're talking about it's more understanding myself and I'm mm-hmm. like oh I've, I've been walking in, in other people's shoes for such a long time and now that I'm stepping into my own shoes I'm seeing things way more clearly and then I'm also seeing what you're saying more clearly. Which is kind of what you're saying that when you get to know yourself better, you get to know life better. And I think you understand other people better when you know yourself better as well.
2: Totally. It's the only
1: way, the only way you can understand other people is by understanding yourself. And the depth of understanding you have for yourself is going to be the depth of understanding that you have available for others. No more, no less. So this is why I'm always pointing everybody to themselves. Because that's where the intelligence starts. That's where the wisdom starts. Yeah.
0: Nice. So I'm going to move on to... a. Uh subject that i that you've been talking about probably too many times but um i i've never discussed it with you um so i don't i think we're gonna do that now because i've been talking with with a bunch of friends and just other guy friends um it's the 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 subject is semen retention okay (laughs) i can't get away (laughs) you can you can leave the call now Give me a break! (laughs) Give me a break! (laughs) I know, but I think if I've been listening to all of your talks about it and your articles, and I'm still not getting it, so I think maybe we can clarify it once and for all.
2: Okay, let let's Uh, attempt
0: that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, because I have no, but I, I I mean it's a really interesting subject for at least if you're not like a part of a spiritual community or never heard of this, it sounds ab- absolutely ridiculous to stop masturbating because it feels good. It's a stress reliever and it's just, um, I don't know. It's, and I a lot of people don't really see any negative, um, uh, not benefits, negative,
2: uh,
0: side effects of it or whatever.
2: Well, you, you, you can bleed a pint of blood. Also, but that doesn't mean it's it's good for you even if you're fine
1: after it. Bleeding That's true. ejaculating are one and the same. Wow. But please get to your your yeah. question.
0: So uh I've been talking with especially when I'm on tour with the guys and I'm like we're just having you know Guy talk and I'm like, you know, guys, I I don't masturbate and they're like, what? Are you are you stupid? (laughs) No, I I, I don't think so. (laughs) He's got a point. Are you stupid? (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm just trying. I don't want to feel if like if I feel better when I'm not doing it. You know, I'm experimenting with it. And they were like, okay, and they 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 literally look at me like I like I'm the biggest idiot in the room, and they uh, um so so i'm just trying to because i'm I'm really trying to feel the benefits of not doing it and honest honestly i don't really always feel the benefits and i think it is maybe because um when i'm living the lifestyle i am where i'm touring i'm not sleeping much i'm playing shows and sweating i i have a hard time maybe holding on to all of that come in my balls so so eventually i start coming in my sleep or i when i take a piss I just it just comes out about a come <laughs> and i think um, maybe that's the problem that i don't know how to to keep it in because it, usually when i when i when i masturbate after a week or two uh, after not doing it, it i don't feel that bad after it and it feels pretty pretty nice because it feels like it's more more of been stuck in my balls than that it's actually giving more and more energy and so mm-hmm. maybe you can elaborate on that on why i'm actually Feeling good when I'm masturbating, even like a couple of hours after it,
1: so then you know why listen to Chris if
2: yeah if if you feel good, then you know maybe that's fine for you now, I say that with caution <laughs> because i I'm, I'm gonna give you an example, and I was only speaking about semen retention today with. Uh, with someone that was on one of my webinar calls. And I was speaking to this, this man, and he hadn't ejaculated for the last six months. So he had spent six months without any release, uh, having sex still, and, and still you know being active with himself, but no ejaculation. Now, before in his life, he would ejaculate very frequently. And I said to him on this call, I said, you know, before when you used to ejaculate quite frequently, you didn't really feel the negative effects of it, did you? He was like, no, I didn't. And on this call, he was telling me that after six months, this past week, he ejaculated for the first time in six months. And it's been a week and he still does not feel back to himself. He still feels the... the Draining effects of it on his energetic practice. His qigong has become more difficult. He's not able to feel energy the way that he was up to that point. And I told him wait about two weeks, and it, it will build back up for him, and he can start working with it again. Now, what I said to him, or what I what I communicated to the other man on the call, who does not practice semen retention. I said to him that most men who are ejaculating every day or two days or even once or twice a week, they've never had an experience of the fullness or the capacity or how big they actually are. They've only ever known themselves at such a small fraction of their power. So they don't know what they're missing. It's normal for them to feel that way. And they ejaculate and they feel fine and they keep doing it and they feel relatively okay. But when you start to go up levels energetically that you can accumulate in the body and that starts to open through your own different spiritual practices or, or your, you know, your exercise, whatever you're doing, when you get to higher levels of energetic accumulation, it now takes more energy for you to remain functional at that level. So all of a sudden, you start to experience yourself as more virile, more focused, more determined, uh, with more direction, more bliss in your body, more satisfaction, more happiness, more centeredness, more calmness, you're sleeping better. And you do that for, for an extended period of time, and then you ejaculate. I know you come all the way down the ladder. Maybe not totally the full way down the ladder, but you drop a little bit and you will feel the difference in your beingness compared to what you were functioning at. So, when men come to me and say, You know, Chris, I don't get this whole semen retention thing, I've been doing it, and you know, I, sometimes I don't ejaculate for two weeks, and I'm, it's like you're only experiencing what you see as normal right now, which is such a small fraction of what's possible for you. So if that's been your reality for your whole life, you can't see outside of that because you've kind of capped yourself. You've limited yourself in that process. And the other thing that I mentioned is that when a man ejaculates, he instantly gets catapulted at lightning speed into his feminine receptivity from head to toe. He moves into receptivity. Um, So I was saying to this man that if he ever does choose every few months or whenever he really desires to, uh, from a mature place, not every two seconds, but when he does pick the time when he's going to ejaculate, to always communicate with with his partner or his lover or the woman that he's with and say, you know, I'm about to, I want to be with you and I want to actually release myself. But I really need you to be there with me after and hold me and be loving with me and be gentle with me and be caring with me. Because I will fall into such a deep state of receptivity from from extending that energy or releasing that energy. So our whole frequency as men changes. Why do you think that not every man, but most men, will lose their erection after they ejaculate? Like what does that say to you? you think that's making babies (laughs) yeah well you've released your virility you've released what what keeps you firm and upright here on the planet as a man because now it's not firm and upright anymore and you're sleepy and you want to snooze or or you want to wait 30 minutes and try do it again you know men work in different ways but there is a loss and it, it's, it doesn't have to be the end of the world. I don't want men to fear ejaculation. I don't want men to have neurosis around ejaculation because there's enough of that in everything else. But what I would like men to do is to be more conscious and willing to experiment with accumulating and holding and being in sex without ejaculating. Because also when you separate ejaculation from sex, now sex becomes different. And men can show up far more accountable and far more committed and invested to who they're laying down with, because it's, it's no longer about him getting off anymore. Now it's about him learning to be there with her, for her, loving her, caring for her, penetrating her, circulating with her. And it becomes a far more potent practice. And his whole life as a man starts to change, especially in his relations with the opposite sex because the one thing that used to pull him around by his fucking nose for his whole life well for most of his his teenage and adult life which was the desire to ejaculate most men are controlled by this and women know this this is why women can easily wrap any common man around her finger easily men who are in power on the planet they have lost everything that they've ever worked for in many instances because this woman came along and dangled something shiny in front of him and he followed his libido and he lost himself in his life because of that his livelihood because of that now it's nobody's fault it's just you know you, can you blame her <laughs> hmm. if she knows she can and this is a lot of the mating habit, this is a lot of dynamics between men and women, but a man who is in domain of his sex energy and cannot be manipulated or controlled by it, I meet men and they're saying, oh, I have to ask my wife first, or oh, I have to ask my partner, because you know she, she, won't, she won't have sex with me if I go there, or if I say that. <laughs> that is no posture for a healthy grown man. And she will come to resent him. So this is not just about not ejaculating. This is about not ejaculating. So you start to feel the depth of your own value as a male on this planet. And also having all this energy show you more of yourself. So you can do deeper work with yourself. And you can create bigger things in this life, if that's what you want to do. But it's so much more than just don't come. There's so many more reasons for it. And if you haven't experienced
1: yourself in that capacity, then you literally don't know what you're missing. Cool. Yeah,
0: so just to to the there was like another question in this question, and that was that when I have tried to uh, mm-hmm. do semen retention, which I'm basically always do i'm not really looking for for a chance to masturbate, but um I end up coming in my sleep or just just like it just leaks out of me <laughs> all <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, uh, and especially with the lifestyle that I have, I feel like it's hard for me to kind of keep it in there okay even if i'm not touching myself uh, or frequently you know
2: sure okay well, well let's speak to that because the other aspect of this is that it takes more energy to hold more energy and i'm not sure if i've shared this with you before or on this platform i have in my webinars but but maybe not here in order for you to be able to hold more of this sex energy in your body it actually takes energy for you to hold energy and what i started to realize on my process as i was going through this uh, developmental stage early on i was noticing that the days that i would experience wet dreams or nocturnal emissions were the days when i was either very stressed or i was very physically active where i was walking a lot or running or Or working out or or doing something that was consuming a lot of my energy, either mentally or physically. These were the days that I would have a nocturnal emission. Also, if I was on screens very late into the night, um, that would be another thing that would bring me into that space. Because I would have leaked so much energy that day that now my ground was no longer present and all this energy that I had accumulated, it had nothing to hold it. So as soon as I lay down and lost consciousness and fell into sleep, my body would just drop it out because it literally couldn't hold it. So I started to realize and be more conscious with how I utilize my body and how I utilize my energy output. So I could actually continue to do what I needed to do externally without leaking so much energy with my mind or with my body and as soon as I clued on to this now I was able to really start to level up in that accumulation process and I stopped having those issues also there are simple things you can do you can do lower dantien meditations and you can massage the lower pelvis uh, focusing on the lower pelvis before you go to sleep at night as a way to to fall asleep and this will actually ground in and and circulate a lot of that energy that you've accumulated through your through your retention for use of a better term and qigong practice that's why i tell everybody men and women to do qigong because it will
1: allow your body to open more and hold more in a safer way in a more dynamic way
0: Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm going to get back on the horse and um, I'm going to try. I, I haven't really been doing much Qigong in my life either. So I'm going to try give that a chance to um, maybe try your online course. It's just available at awakenintent.com. <laughs> <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> Available.
1: Um, <laughs> and we're on.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, but um, for now, I think um, I'm getting pretty tired. It's, it's a bit late in Sweden, so um, I feel that there were some great answers. I'm, I'm very happy with what you've shared. Um, I hope you enjoyed this.
2: Yep, I did. And uh, it's a good time to end, so you can't blame me for your nocturnal emission yep (laughs) all right thank you for hosting this as always all right so that's it that's it good night thanks sleep well and speak to everybody else soon